Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Boys, last week, pretty interesting episode. We finally, after five and a half years, I guess, we started talking about sex. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. I had a great week. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing for, boys? Don't don't say you didn't have a great week. I'll tell you what, it made me happy. Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Because, I mean, let's talk about happiness. I mean, there is so much in the media um, lately that I maybe I'm just... You know, maybe that's on my feeds or something, but uh, the news feeds that I've been getting, there's been, seems like there's a lot of talk about um, mass amounts of depression, a lot of, a lot of sadness and a lot of focus on, you know, creating happiness in, 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 in people's lives. And I think that's a really important aspect of, of health because it's, it's a, it's a huge problem and um it's getting worse and worse actually i was just i just finished uh, a school assembly today uh at my kids school and they were just even the uh the principal was talking about happiness in kids and the stats showing the amount of depression um in kids and younger kids um in the you know in, in teen suicides and also the pressure that you know parents put on the kids the pressure that society puts on the kids um the pressure to succeed all of that um is it seems like it's worse and worse as the years go on and i think you know as we lead in towards christmas the pressure that people feel um when it's supposed to be a time of joy and happiness and family i think a lot of um, business owners or people um who are working often find feel the pressure of you know having to meet certain um, financial obligations or the expectations of kids, um, you know, gifts and so on and so forth. And we kind of get into the spiral of unhappiness. And I thought, you know, 
we would, should do an episode on why happiness is so important on health, why happiness is is uh, um, is, is it is very subjective, I think, and it, it does vary from person to person. All right, so good. <laughs> I I agree with that too. I think that uh, it's important to understand where happiness fits in, and I also think that we have a perpetual desire for happiness. So we feel uncomfortable in having any other emotion other than happiness. Like how do we deal with sadness? You know, is sadness a bad thing? How do we deal with, um, I suppose, uh, just feeling you know, content? Like, is that is that? A, I mean, I think that's a feeling. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're unbelievably happy or unbelievably sad. It just kind of means that you're kind of almost middle line. But because of um, Instagram and social media and Snapchat and all this sort of stuff, everyone's in you know expected to be happy. So there's a greater requirement to, um, I suppose, display that you are happy. So that, I think that's even confusing because if you don't have a green smoothie or you haven't got your clothes off or you're not wearing a bikini or there's something that you're not doing, then it's unlikely that you could be happy according to social media. But there's so many other things that we could define as happiness. And I think that's where we would love to take this particular conversation is to go, okay, well, what what in food makes you happy? What in exercise makes you happy? What in mindfulness makes you happy? And, you know, do you have to be happy all the time? I think that's a great question. Well, I don't know where bread is. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting question what you said there um, about happiness. And is it, I heard something this morning, actually, I was listening to a podcast um, by, uh, in the interview, this this guy, his name is, I'm going to screw this up. It's called Dandy Penny. And he's actually a monk. He's actually was raised in Western Australia. Um, but he became, he dedicated his life uh, to become a, um, a, a monk. And because uh, he was trying to pursue, uh, pursue, um, enlightenment and then after I think about 14 years um, for some reason he basically went back to uh, he actually left the monastery and then became a um, you know actually he teaches um, I think other enlightenment or teaches uh, people to be more present in in regards to their um, they're, they're not for, in an entrepreneurial space but it, one thing that really um, got me was this he was that he said happiness should not be a goal a goal so happiness should not be a goal. The pursuit, and it's really weird because when you think about the American Constitution, it's like one of the things is the pursuit of happiness. But he was saying it's pursuit of a lifestyle with a, with the byproduct of being happy. So pursuit of a lifestyle, I like with, that, with the byproduct of being happy, and happiness is mm. not being the goal. So I'll, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, I love that. I, and I don't know if Brett's back with us yet, but I really, I love the concept of doing things that you love doing with the byproduct of being happy. You know, that kind of, that sits really nice with me rather than having to be happy doing everything that you do. Um, I, I think trying to be happy doing everything that you do puts an enormous amount of pressure on you uh, and, and raises a, an enormous amount of expectation that I think that most people would struggle to continue to live up to. What happens if somebody dies? Does that mean you've got to be happy about it? Do you have to jump off social media for a little bit, you know, until the sad faces run out? Mm. Or, you know, what, what actually happens with that, you know, if your only, only goal is to be happy as opposed to be enjoying life? You know, yeah. I, I think there's a... Yeah, I, it's I a like, huge I amount like of wisdom in that because I think once I think Phil McKernan was talking about where he says, you know, whatever you chase after, which is say, you know, people chase after happiness, it actually runs away. It actually gets further and further away from something, right? And I think that's really interesting. Um, you know, right now Brett is unhappy because <laughs> Brett can't get his mic <laughs> to work, uh, yeah. and he's going to have to reset. But I want to continue this conversation with uh, with you, Damien, because I think one of the things uh, you, you're absolutely right with regards to social media and you know the way in today's society, it's a lot different than how we grew up as kids. 
you know, yeah. our kids are right now is is going to be exposed to social media. And I'm not suggesting that we need to hide our kids from social media because it is part of life. Like it is the fabric of society at the moment and it, they will continue to do so. Hiding them away from um, the social media norm is not going to, I don't think it's going to make it better. Um, but right. I think it's about adapting to the environment and the changes that goes along with it because we had to adapt a t- completely different um, lifestyle than our parents did, right? So yeah, it's it's I think it's about teaching that. And uh, how do we do that? How do how do we teach the kids to to kind of search for a lifestyle that creates happiness? I think it's a, a higher level of inclusion. There's an extra element that they've got to kind of fit into their life because yes, they've got homework. Yes, they've got after school stuff, they've got before school stuff, they've got during school stuff. There's a lot of social pressure. They often take their phones to school. They're online at school because they've got an iPad or they've got their, you know, the computer at school these days. A lot of learning is done online. So it's it's about, I suppose, creating and finding a balance um, of things that they enjoy doing other than just one thing, which is being on a screen. So um, getting them involved in being outdoors or getting involved in a sport, finding what they love in sport saying that it's okay to be on screens, but just understanding that it's not okay to be doing all the time. Like you wouldn't let your kids, I mean, it'd be nice to see your children read a book all day, but you probably wouldn't let your kids read a book all day because you go, you know, you got to get out there and play with your friends. Like encouraging kids to still have parties and friends over and interacting with people properly. Uh, Also being involved in team sports, I think is really important. So there's not just so narcissistic and just being, you know, only for themselves. I, I really think that, Team sport and team activity um, is a really important thing and, and a learning opportunity for children to interact with a community as well as um, other people understanding personalities. So I think that would help to lead people in a direction of discovery and at the same time um, fluctuate through different emotions because there's sadness in communities, there's happiness in communities, and there's contentment in communities. And I think that understanding each of those things would be good. And I think one of the expectations that you mentioned before, the expectations of the world, the expectation of society and the expectation of, of even like for even for kids, there's like expectations of us as parents on um, our kids, especially when they go to private schools, and then the private school has this expectation on the kids to perform at a certain level, even though they say they don't want them to have that expectation, they have that expectation, right? Because they want to perform oh, at yes, a school. Do. So yeah, the, all of that pressure uh, lands on on a child who's eight years old, nine years old, and ten years old, and so on and so forth. And it's just there's that amount of pressure. And I think what's important to remember is that. You know, and I'm I'm in the process of discovering this myself as well. I continue learning. I don't think we we grasp it fully. But one of the things I, I I'm come to realize is that all of us, there's each of us, like even the three of us right here, um, each one of us has a different things that actually make us happy. Right? There's certain things that make you absolutely happy that would actually cause me stress actually i think right and uh certain things that uh um you know that makes me happy might cause you stress so i think one of the things is being very clear that each one of us even our listeners right now as you're listening to this that what we talk about in terms of health or being happy doesn't necessarily mean that it will make you happy and the pursuit of that isn't shouldn't be your goal it's about finding yourself about being a self-aware have that self-awareness to search out for the things that actually create the lifestyle that you want you know, what we talked about and creating that byproduct. And I think I'm actually happy to have Brett back. I'm happy, Lawrence Tam. 
I'm happy. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear no, you. Can't hear I've, you I've, I've been joining in on the conversation. It's just no one could hear me. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've gone to join in about four times and nothing happened. So I know Damien doesn't usually hear me when I try and join in. He just talks over the top anyway. But <laughs> oh, Lawrence, you can true. hear me now. <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But what I've been dying to say, because you guys had a great start to the show where Lawrence was talking about people's expectations and how, you know, trying to live up to everyone else's expectations can make it hard to be happy. And mm. then Damien talked about the expectation to be happy. And I think the common theme amongst the two was just that. It was just expectations. You know, when you're trying to live up to other people's expectations of what you should be doing or whether you should be happy, you know, you talk about shoulds a lot in recent episodes, Damien, which is great. Then yeah. I think it's those expectations that lead us to be unhappy, that when you're just being yourself, when you're just being present in the moment, then you're much more likely to be happy or to be whatever it is that you be, whether it's happy or sad or whatever, but just to be present in the moment. And, and maybe that should just be the goal. Mm. And yeah, so I mean, I mean, think, look, let's look at the, the last week's episode, right? We talked, um, you know, when, when she talked about um, how the perception and expectation yes. of partners and what sex oh, is, yeah. right? Um, you know, when she she mentioned, yes, yeah, right, and and she she mentioned about, you know, when when uh, when the society's expectation is that sex should be like porn. Right. Or, and then we actually have, you know, then there's just that, that whole expectation and that creates us on, on, on fulfillment that, that, that expectation is heavy on, especially on kids growing up. And we had the discussion with Damien. We were talking about, you know, Jackson as he grows up and stuff and that I hold expectations of, of, you know, how to control those, the kids expectation of what life really is and what, you know, the expectation of what, what fantasy is created. And this is not just about sex. It's talk about like, for example, of the movies and the television shows and the social media, all that, all that landscape that we're actually exposed to creates this high level expectation. And, and adults think that they have a, a stronger ability to, to, you know, wade through it and, and not be bothered by it. But I think we are affected, all of us. You know, Damien's expectation is three times a day. I mean, it's poor anger. It's <laughs> tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally made it quiet, That's the first time in like five years I've managed to get Damien stuck for words, Lawrence. Yeah, he's stuck. He's stuck. So after what all the jabs at Lawrence about his wife, we finally got one back in at Damien and he's just gone silent. <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. I just don't know. <laughs> Don't know how to say that. <laughs> it's interesting because your yeah, expectations have changed over time. So I'm sure that once upon a time, and here I am, you've made me open up. At some point in my life, that might have been an expectation, certainly not of my wife, but it might have been an expectation. But expectations do change and they do shift. And, of course, they shift according to you know where, where you are in your life, uh, what you've achieved in your life, and what are the other things that you've got going on. So, Bredo, why don't we start with you? And why don't we find out what are the things that make you happy? What are the things that you're doing that make you happy? Um, because many people would like to know, you know, what it is. That, obviously, there's lots of Instagram photos of you and Steph, and there's lots of Instagram photos of you and the kids. There's lots of photos going around. But what is it that really makes you happy, Brother? Yeah. What are those things? It's it's such a good question, Damo. And you're right. You know, you do you see people's highlights on Instagram, and you know the stuff that you post on Instagram is the you know, is the out there things that you do and you might be you know, jumping out of an aeroplane, you know, you might be going off on a big adventure doing something, you might be traveling interstate, whatever it is. But I think really when it comes to happiness for me, it's actually it's the really simple things that make me happy. 
And often it's when I simplify things down and do less is when I'm actually at my happiest. So, you know, for me, when I think, when you ask that question, I think about it, I think, you know, Sunday morning pancakes with my kids. You know, we do that every Sunday morning. We sit down together, we have pancakes and we all love it and we talk together and we just have quality time together. You know, it's it's just hugs from my kids and from my partner and from my family. You know, hugs make me happy. Um, just, just having a little bit of di- downtime just to go on a little picnic somewhere and sit in the park and just be present together and to play and to laugh and to do things like, you know, it, it really is for me sitting around a fire with the family, you know, just having a little bit of, it, it's those times of just quiet time where you're just really present, where you're just really in the moment for me, often in nature. Um, those are actually the things that really genuinely make me happy. I think. Mm, that's interesting. You know, one of the things, Damien, um, we were just had this discussion because it was your birthday the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things I asked you was, you know, what do you ex- not expect, but what do you love about, um, you know, in terms of getting gifts? And I remember because um, Amber remember asked me once, uh, you know, like, well, what should I get for Damien? Because I'm, I'm, you know, she, you know, she's kind of lost because, you know, we talked about like, we kind of not that we have everything, but we, you know, whenever we kind of want something or desire something, we, you know, we can't just go and grab it usually on ourselves. Like, we won't wait for something. And and one of the things that you know you mentioned, Damien, um, was that you ha- you were actually you were just happy to be able to be surrounded by your friends, surrounded by people that you you love to hang out with, because yeah. that you know you know create just having dinner with your closest friends actually makes you really happy. You want to expand on that? Yeah, like for me. It's interesting because, you know, this all came, this understanding came out of the love languages, which Marcus and I have been talking a lot about on 100 Not Out, and I think I'm sure that you guys spoke about it on Inside the Champion's Mind, and I'm sure that you and Karen understand each other's love language as well, and probably, Bretto, you and Steph understand love languages too. So uh, it's not a foreign concept to us, but for me, uh, what I identified was that gifts are the lowest in my priority list of um, love languages. I'd prefer to communicate um, using other means of, of, of communication of love. So I don't need gifts to make me feel good. Like for me, surrounding myself with people that want to be in my company um, really is important. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I remember in my 40th birthday, I had a whole bunch of my very close friends turn up to um, to my 40th birthday party. But there were some people that couldn't be at my birthday party and as much as I really enjoyed having those people at my birthday party, the ones that were there and able to make it, I really missed those people that couldn't make it to my birthday party. And so that in itself would have been a great gift was to have all of my closest mates together. So much the same as my 43rd the other day. I didn't have everybody there. I had a selection of my close mates there, but I didn't have all of my close mates there. And so, you know, it's 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 one of those things, I don't know if it's ever going to happen again, whether or not I'm going to get all my mates together in one place and we're going to have a really great party and we're all going to spend some great time together. But that's the one thing that makes me really feel happy is having my close family and my favorite friends all together um, in, in a room, and that—that's the best thing for me ever. Hmm. Hey, Damo, do you yeah. know what your Myers Briggs personality type is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I'm guessing that you're an extrovert. Is that right? Yeah. 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 
so I just thought it was really interesting to, to look at because, you know, I've been looking into that a little bit lately and I think it actually goes really hand in hand really well with understanding your love language and understanding your partner's love language is understanding which personality type your partner is as well because it, it was a really clear example I just thought as we both described what makes us happy is that, Damo, you're definitely on that extrovert. You, you like being around people. You really draw energy from people. And so yeah. what you love doing and what makes you happy is being in that environment surrounded by bucket loads of people. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm much more an introvert on that Myers-Briggs personality scale. So for me, my happiness is those downtimes. You know, sometimes it is just by myself. Sometimes it's just with the kids or, you know, my closest family or my partner um, where we just get that bit of quiet time just to really sort of, you know, go within a little bit and just have a bit of, you know, quiet time by ourselves. And so I think understanding those personality types, yeah, there's a great website. Uh, I think it's called 16 Personalities um, that, that goes through all the different Myers-Briggs personalities. You can check out which one you are and actually has really detailed explanations, which are honestly really uncanny. I've done it with numerous people now. And when you start reading through what it says about your personality type, it, it's uncanny how accurate it is. Um, but I think having that understanding of like what your personality type is and what you might prefer um, is really useful in that it, it allows you to understand yourself better. And that enables you to feel okay about the choices you make where, you know, rather than me thinking, wow, I should get out there more and have a big birthday party and surround myself with thousands of people I go well no that's what makes Damo happy and that's great that Damo does that and likes that but that's not me and and I'm this personality type and so I can sort of more mold to what makes me happy you know not that I don't love being around people you know we have a great time at you know things like the summit and the breakthroughs and stuff like that but but I also like my my little bit of me time as Damo likes to tease me about as well um so no, uh, we, we call it cave way. time we call it cave time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to understand which one of those you are you know Damon I'd love to actually jump on this because it, it, you know, sort of. No, I'm not. We're not picking on you, but it's 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 highlighting a couple of things. Because one of the things that you said, you you, you love the uh, the surrounding of friends and it's being around them. What about your relationship with food? Like, is it is the relationship with food that you? Because know, I know you. We all know that you have this uh, love for food and good food. Is it because of food itself, or is it because of the that food actually causes a gathering of people that you know to your house and you love cooking for them, or is it a mixture of both? That's a great question. It's definitely a mixture of both. I will cook up an amazing meal just for me. Like I don't get, I don't get bored uh, by cooking. I love cooking. I love uh, everything to do with it. I suppose maybe the only thing I don't like doing is cleaning up. But I think that's the same as everybody. But I, uh, I love creating a, a beautiful meal. If I can create a beautiful meal for friends and family then I'm like a pig in poop. Like, I'm so 10X, happy. Right? <laughs> yeah, like that's 100x yeah. because that's um, that's everything that I love. I, I, I love that. So, you know, if one day we're to build a new kitchen, I would just have the best kitchen so that I could just stay in the kitchen and make amazing food and, you know, I'd probably have a dishwasher in another room. Like I, I don't want the dishwasher <laughs> in the kitchen. Like I'd, there's a few things that would make me really happy um, if I was able to create all those sorts of things. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a great question. If, if I could just hang out with my mates, and which I did on the weekend. I, I caught up with some mates who went and played golf in Tasmania, and that was that was amazing. That was really good. That was a really good time. The food definitely was not good. Like the food wasn't good. Um, but I still had an amazing time. If I had great food and and my mates there at the same time. That would have, you know, that would have been xed, you know, multiplied by mm. something, for sure. Uh, they'll tell you. It'd be interesting to find out because Brett's come clean there. He said that, you know, he's an introvert, 
um, and you know prefers uh, downtime, you, you've kind of you're kind of like an extroverted introvert, or maybe an introverted extrovert. I reckon you'd be a bit of both. What's the, what's your story? You know, that's an interesting thing. Um, I'm an, I'm probably an introverted extrovert. Um, I, naturally, I think I gravitate to um, being more introverted. Uh, that's my natural state um, to to get get more energy back. However, like I do love the company of of people but the people that i surround myself has to be very very specific and um this is where i get picky like i just i it's for me to go into a party scene and, and just people that i don't know or don't know well or people that i don't really want to hang around with that that's very uncomfortable for me where whereas if i in a situation where i'm surrounded by pretty close friends and friends that i actually love just hanging around and the conversation just flows I actually love that. And especially when we are doing things like, you know, you were there, Damien, when we were at Palm Cove and creating that, you know, the nitro group that in you know, my coaching group that we were up there and just the over dinners, like over three days, we had three dinners, we had activities. It was just magical for me. Like, and, and for me, honestly, was it was magical just watching like just being an observer of the whole thing and creating this environment that allows people to interact, that actually um, creates a lot of happiness for me. It wasn't necessarily me having to be in it, but just me watching um, something that, you know, I was able to sort of create that energy and surrounding those people and over a great food. And for me, food is actually important to me. Never thought that uh, I hate cooking. Like I'm the exact opposite of you, Damien. I absolutely hate cooking. I don't enjoy it. I find it uh, um, frustrating. Uh, I was just talking to uh, Miguel, who's who's on the living room and the other day we were just we were at the party and he he was talking because he's the chef and he loves cooking and I was, I said I can't multitask <laughs> like I can't one thing about hate cooking is that I can't do two things at the same time so I'm like so focused and I'm always losing track of time and I always burn something and just screws me up and I and I do not enjoy it that's why I love going out to dinners uh, over great food when and uh, because then the conversation that goes around the table when the food is being served and i love sort of that multi uh, sort of maybe the asian style because they usually do it over 10 courses and so it's like little foods little bites and you can have conversation around the food where it's like you know if it's only two courses or three courses i feel like it's not as um the conversation doesn't flow as well but that's just me but so it's a mixture i got that mixture like i love just being on a plane by myself and just not talk to anybody at the same time i love just hanging around with amazing people surrounding myself and that creates that happiness and um there's that creativity there um that actually gets me um happy as well the creativity of doing something that i never thought i could do and creating something magical for other people to be happy that actually makes me happy you guys are like the odd couple, Damo. You know, you like to cook, but you don't like to clean. I reckon Lawrence can't cook, but I bet you he would have your plates so sparkling clean. They would just be perfect. Like, you'd be able to see yourself in the reflection on your plates, I reckon. So maybe that's why you guys get along so well. You just partner up. It's, uh, that's actually probably true. I actually don't mind cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious. Well, that's, um, that's, that is fascinating. But it's interesting, though, LT, because I wouldn't like to go to a party where I don't like people either. So there would have been a time in my life where, yeah, I would rock up to any party. In fact, I would crash parties just to be there because I love being surrounded by people. Mm. And I would leave with 50 new friends. Right. Who would be invited to my next party? So, That's more friends in my yeah. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but these days, I am very. I've probably become more selective. Just, um, and I much prefer to just be with my friends um, at a, at a party at a gathering um, in my home would be ideal. That's that's the thing. Yeah. So, I think I think we're a bit on the same path there. But I think you it's also as we age. Though, though. Though, yeah. What's Go that, Bro? Is that I'm I'm the opposite of that too. Where I will actually quite happily like you know how much I like to dance. I like going out and dancing and having a bit of fun. And so sometimes I'll just go out dancing by myself. 
and I will quite happily like go to a nightclub, not know anyone there, That's and true. start. You do that, don't you? And but yeah. but the thing is, I'm still kind of an introvert. Like I don't really talk to anyone. I don't really socialise with anyone. I just go along and just in my own little world, go and have a little dance, and I'm quite perfectly happy. Like I'm not. I have no problems with like the crowd. I have no problems with other people judging me or, or thinking whatever they think about my terrible dancing. Um, but I'm quite happy to go out there and do it and have an absolute ball and and just really enjoy it. So it, it's funny how we're all just slightly different in that way. Yes, mm. people. Brett is that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> you see that guy on YouTube who just like starts dancing <laughs> at the at the rave. That's yeah, me. that's that's Brett. <laughs> that's Brett. That is Brett. Thanks, Brett. Well, it's it's so good. That's definitely that's that that's our happiness bucket, right? That's our how do you feel our happiness bucket. Are there any things that you're kind of doing, and maybe you don't want to reveal it, but maybe is there anything that you're doing? That it doesn't make you feel happy, but you feel that you need to do it because it's moving in the direction of a completion of something that you feel that will contribute to improving happiness. Well, that's an interesting question. Like, I think it's an interesting question to go: Do we need to? Like, you know, we hear it all the time. You know, the the conversation around you know, follow your bliss. You know, do what makes you happy. Follow your passion. Blah 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 blah. All that's all those. You know, it's easy to say it off the tongue, and it's great for a speaker to kind of you know roll off the tongue and say it on, on stage. And I've said it many times. The the challenge with that, you go, and and it's just a question I'm throwing out there. Can it be like that? Like, can life be continuously? just being all happy at the same time i don't know if that's actually necessary true because i think um i think is important is that to look at is happiness is about the it is like if we talked about the, the beginning with happiness is a byproduct then you know we could it's almost creating an expectation that there is some there's a lifestyle that you're constantly being happy and i'm not really sure is as a human being um the human experience is all about happiness. I think the human experience is about seeing and feeling all the emotions that come along with that. And I think without seeing or feeling sadness, um, without feeling anxious or feeling those, you know, what we term negative thoughts, we don't actually appreciate, or this is my belief, that you don't really fully appreciate what happiness is. If you only see it from one perspective, if you only feel one aspect or one spectrum of your emotions of what humans are capable of feeling. Yeah, Damo, I think in answer to your question, all the time, like all the time you're doing stuff. Like if I think about my kids, you know, I love my kids a bit. We we have so much fun. We do such great stuff together. I'm so passionate about informing them and educating them, inspiring them, all of those things. But sometimes when they ask the same question for like the fifth time, it shits me to tears, you know. Like there's one particular song both my kids have got stuck in their head at the moment and they just sing it all day, every day, repeatedly. I can't think what it is right now, and I'm glad that I can't because it'll get stuck in my head for the rest Frozen? of the day. It's not Frozen. No, they've moved past Frozen. There's a new <laughs> one now. But, you know, sometimes I say, hey, kids. Is it The Stars? Give it the a stars rest. By, yeah. could be Stars by um, Coldplay. It's a, it's a pop song. I think it may even be one of those little boy bands. I can't remember what they're called now. But anyway. Uh, you know what it they is. Sing it, they sing it over and over again. And sometimes that's just <laughs> years. Um, you know, I just organized a wellness fair in Adelaide. It was yeah. great. I loved doing it. It was so much fun. But, you know, organizing an event like that, there's lots of little things that you need to organize. There's lots of attention to detail that has to be done. There's lots of communication that has to go backwards and forwards and questions that need to be answered. And 
I don't love doing that stuff, but I knew that I wanted to do the event. I knew that it was going to be worth it. I knew it was going to be great fun. It's part of my mission. Um, it was helping promote my practice. It was you know doing lots of great things. And so I'm so glad I did it. I loved doing it. It was a great event. It went really well. But there were parts of organising that that I really just didn't enjoy. And you know sometimes there's stuff there that maybe I could do better at delegating, like Lawrence, and and find some minions to do it for me. But you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just do it. You know there's just stuff that you've got to do and you've got to organise. And so you just do it. And so you don't want to be my minion anymore. (laughs) So, you know, I would say every day, Damo, there's stuff that I do that I think, I don't love doing this, but it's part of my why. It's part of what makes me happy long term. And so, you know, you just have to accept that, like I said, you're not going to be living your joy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, there's sometimes there's just stuff that you've got to just buckle up and get it done so that you can get to where you want to be. Um, And that's just life. You know, you, sometimes you'll be happy. Sometimes you'll be sad. Sometimes you'll be excited. Sometimes you feel a bit flatter. You know, there, there's going to be ups and downs. You know, the more you can work on getting clear about why you're doing what you're doing. And that's, you know, that's always what I try and do when I'm in that position is think, okay, yeah, but why am I doing this? You know, why, how does this help me get to the bigger picture? You know, when I think about my kids, I think, well, you know, this is part of what I need to do to help them grow up to be amazing adults. You know, I've taught them to ask questions because I know that that's what's going to help them learn and become incredibly intelligent, curious kids who who grow and develop into something amazing and so i need to you know i need to accept that they're going to ask lots of questions and i need to answer those questions because that's just part of life and that's what i want long term and so you know you just got to remind yourself why you're doing it and, and make sure that it is on track with your why that you're not doing something that's actually not helping you get to your long-term goals because that's when you'll be genuinely unhappy i reckon if you're doing something you don't like and it's not helping you get where you want to be yeah um, but as long as it's helping you get where you want to be then you just got to buckle up and, and do it sometimes. It's a big mm. distinction, I think. That's a big distinction. Is like If you're not clear on where you're heading in the future, and LT is unbelievably good at this. Oh, that's such clear, a strange thing. I think I'm really bad at it. No, nah, you're so good. No, you're great. So good. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. We all, we all think we should be more like Lawrence Tam. We need to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah stop putting that expectation on me because I can't even live up to myself. <laughs> 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 Don't kid yourself, Lawrence. It's not true. And uh, and so what well, I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking that there's a lot of people out there deciding to not do things because it doesn't make them happy as opposed to mm. deciding to not do things because it's not moving them in the direction of their of their passion, right, or of their end goal. So and maybe there's some things that you can't yet quite see the reason why you're doing them, you've just got to push on through it. Give it a little bit extra time. I think people pull out too quickly these days and uh, and, and decide that, oh, no, this isn't for me or, oh, no, I, I thought it was going to be something different. And so they get 10, 15, 20 years down the track and kind of work out that um, it's it's a different, you know, it's, they missed out on that opportunity because they just got out too quick. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's certain times that requires long-term thinking and there's certain times that we need to have short-term thinking. And I think what you guys have both said is, is incredible. And I think it's really, really important for us to stay focused on, you know, what is – and Greg comes down to the beginning is everyone's different here. And you got, you got to make sure that what makes you happy is going to be different than everybody else. And it doesn't – what we just kind of highlight for ourselves here is really more to kind of give you examples and ideas. But I think most important thing for you guys is to, for listeners right now is to have the self-awareness to figure out what drives you, 
but also what makes you happy at the end of it as a byproduct choose the lifestyle and create the lifestyle that you want but so, yeah you're right damien i think is we don't in a society don't stick around long enough to do and complete projects or complete things um and to see whether or not that actually you know creates the passion in the future we're always finding like trying to search for the passion first and then do it rather than doing things and then discovering that you're actually passionate about it over time guys i this has been an interesting conversation and i wish we had more time but um i love to you know hear more about other people's happiness and what their thought process is because this is a you know conversation that needs to be had uh especially around this time of year as we head towards the holiday seasons um so Go on Facebook, like us there while you're there. Uh, keep the conversation going there uh, on the Wellness Guys page or the Wellness Couch. Um, leave your comments and tell us what makes you happy. And share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers that you think need a happiness update. And subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Leave us a great rating and comment because that will make us happy. Until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.